Today on It's Not Just Business, It's Personal. I talked to an accountant about her fear of success paralyzing her to start her business. Constantly like doubting, is this what I'm putting out, out to the world good enough? It'll be like constant self-sabotage. Going all the way to this. You just define fulfillment and I felt that. There's no doubt whatsoever. I feel so confident. I feel like I can ask for something and I'll get it. Or I don't even feel hes hesitation. Like, hesitation isn't a word in my vocabulary at all. Welcome to The Good Life, I'm Nick McLaughlin and as a brand strategist, certified NLP coach and advocate for connection, I'll use my 17 years of experience to teach you how to connect with yourself to make more money in your business. Make sure to like and follow this podcast because together we can change the world of business. This is the It's Not Just Business, It's Personal podcast. Today in the call, we have Christiane. Christiane, how may I connect with you? Woo! Well, first, thank you for having me on. Of course, thank you for being on. So, talking about business, um, I'm excited to just talk to you about something that I want to launch, but I feel like I have personally been getting in the way of starting it. All right, well, first off, what's your business? Because I have experience working at the bank and I have a degree in finance, I really right. want to dive into having my own business where I consult on individuals and businesses on how they can manage their finances. And for the longest time, I thought I wanted to do it as a nonprofit, but now I want to do it more as a consultant where I really put together these really great videos and these conversations over the phone and build a plan to make sure that we get everybody to actively work on their financial goals but actually achieve them so Ooh. that's my dream yeah well i could definitely use you i mean i found out these <laughs> all these pennies on the floor and i don't know what to do with them maybe you can help me yeah absolutely okay great every penny counts right yeah let me just give you my social really quick um my social <laughs> my my passwords um so what well, you it... can trust me for sure <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyone that says that, I obviously trust off the bat. I have to. Amazing. <laughs> um, so what is the problem in your business? Because this sounds like a great goal, and it's going to take a, a, a different, a great version of you. And it sounds like something's getting in the way of that. What is that? Um, I, I would say that for me, it's a fear of success in the sense where... Mm. I have friends who have told me, this is how I could back you up. And I just, we just need to do, you know, create the outline and, and we'll get started. But mm. I'm just so paralyzed by the thought of what if this actually works? And I'm constantly like doubting and thinking like, is this what I'm putting out, out into the world good enough? Is it going to be a success? Um, and I really am starting to think like, is the success, the fear of success and the fear of failure, do they go hand in hand or are they completely different? So something interesting about that is that is something called imposter syndrome. And 70% of the people on the planet actually have it. Oh. Which is pretty crazy. So, I mean... I think at, at some point we all have imposter syndrome about something. Actually, I just looked up the definition here. Check this out. I'm going to read it all dramatic and, and uh, serious. Imposter syndrome is a physiological pattern in which one doubts one's accomplishments 
and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. What? That is exactly how I feel. 100%. <laughs> you, word for word, being exposed as a fraud. When I really think, if I think about the message and the reason why I'm doing it, it's so much bigger than that. But I just feel like I don't know if I'm like this amazing professional. And I don't want someone to call me out and be like, well, you know, do you have a million dollars? Da, 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 da. Mm. And I'm just like, well, I've seen several clients worked in different spaces. And I think the intention is there. And if we can figure it out together, that'd be great. Absolutely. But definitely. Well, <laughs> Being you know, a fraud sounds like it's the thing. You know, what's crazy about it is basically having a fear of failure and a fear of success and uh, self-sabotage, all that is imposter syndrome. It's from that. It's a uh, self-confidence, you know, uh, it's, it's more of an exposure and isolation and rejection thing. No kidding. So, I mean, it makes sense. So, but the question is, where do you think in your life, where do you think there was something that happened that made you feel afraid to, to be successful? I think a lot of it had to do with the love that I would receive at home. If I can think of my childhood, it would be, sorry, I'm hesitating, but essentially I just remember growing up in an apartment, um, to give you more background, like I grew up in Los Angeles and our, my parents were struggling, but my job essentially as a child was to make sure I had good grades. And I remember every single time I'd have to do homework, I hated it. It's more of like his impatience and him wanting me to like get good grades. And then finally I was just like, okay, hmm. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. So in a way, like every time I have a challenge at work or I have a challenge with starting something on my own, I always have that self-doubt because of what my dad would say. And to this day, sometimes I do things and he'll react a certain way where it'll be disapproval. And so I'm scared that no matter what I do, it won't be good enough. So if I do this business, like he might start to like comment on it and I try to pick it apart. And if it is a success, I'm sure he's still going to be like saying something negative about it. Mm. So you think that even it's like you know that you can do this. You know deep down you have the knowledge, you have the skills, you have faith in who you are. And that's not the scary part. The scary part is that it's so achievable that you don't know what's going to happen when you go that extra distance to do it and accomplish it because you know where you're at right now and you know how it works. But, I mean, it's kind of scary to see what happens if you get out of it and, like, be successful is being successful in the way you think going to be enough for him that's exactly it i don't know so where do you think this is going to affect your business let's play let's play it out so let's play like one universe where you just keep going down the path you're going down right now being afraid of success and then another universe will do afterwards where you face it. So let's try the first one first. 
What would your life be like if you kept on fearing success? What would your business be like? How would that affect your business and how would that affect your life? I think I would be as a state of being, playing small, settling. I wouldn't be happy. Hmm. And I feel like I would be dishonoring myself because I do think that this is something that's important and that needs to be addressed with helping small businesses, families, and especially like the Latino community with helping them manage finances. I think that's very important. So it's almost like God's telling me, this is what you need to do in your lifetime. And if I choose to continue to be this way, it'll be like constant self-sabotage and I'll feel terrible. Let's put some descriptions in there. Okay. What do you think? Think like exact things like in your business, how much money do you think you can make fully with a fear of success? What do you, how long do you have to work every day and how joyful you're going to be? Just use some descriptions. What, what's it like? Like, let's play it out. Like waking up in the daytime, to getting to work and going through the day, what does it look like? Um, I would say getting up and starting the business, it would take three times as much energy and three much, like everything would be a lot harder because I would always feel that doubt. Um, like calling a client to even get their business would take me probably like a week. Hmm. So something that could literally take 10 minutes would take Correct. you so much longer. And for people that are, that I've read about that have been very, very, very successful, the millionaires, multimillionaires, billionaires, they all, they all care about time more than money. They don't care about, about how much money they make per hour. They care about how much their time is worth. So you'd literally be, devaluing the most valuable thing that you have so much that you'd be cutting everything out of your life. You'd be cutting the, a lot of potential for how much money you could make, how much you would enjoy it. And that's just the business. How many clients you would help. Think of in, in relationships. And you'd always have that idea in your head of this is of my life is being run by my dad in a sense. So now let's play it out the other one where you, where you do say, you know what, I'm getting over this and you are, you are the success and you are cool with that. You're okay with that. What does that look like as a day? Play it out. Be descriptive. I would say it would be a maniac on a mission. Mm. Um, waking up at the crack of dawn knowing that I have a goal and a target to hit. Um, How are you feeling in that moment? I'm feeling like, oh, what the fuck, do whatever it takes. <laughs> Fired up, calling 20 people, and oh, also damn. following up on the current clients I already have. Okay. My mindset there is more like, there's no fear whatsoever. It needs to get done. This message, it has to happen. This mission, like, if there's no end or buts, it gets to happen. 
I could already see the fire in your eyes. Just like, I can't even see right now, but I can feel <laughs> this story like you're, you're on fire. Okay, so you're at work now and mm -hmm. you're hustling and grinding. What does it feel like in your body? Like, what does it feel like? What words would you use to describe how it feels? I would say I would feel determined. And so, so at peace with the fact that I know exactly what I'm doing and there's no doubt whatsoever. I feel so confident. I feel like I can ask for something and I'll get it. Or I don't even feel hes hesitation. Like hesitation isn't a word in my vocabulary at all. Mm. So you just cut out the words. The yeah. words that the words that don't serve you. So uh -huh. what okay, so there's that version of you. I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to really imagine that version of you, Christiane. Think of that version. Okay, she's she's you, let's just say a year from now, like she's been doing this. She's been living successfully. Imagine this. What was that moment? What was the moment she changed everything and said, you know what, this is, I'm changing this up. What did she think differently? What did she do? What did she say to your dad, or at least in her mind? What was the shift? Where did she feel it all in her body? What does she look like? How is her posture? Describe as much as you can about this. I would say a year from now, confident woman who can talk to her dad and say you know what you have your opinions I hear you I respect it I'm still going to do this because it's the right thing to do and I go about my business and I know my mission is to essentially help people live a better lifestyle and so for me he doesn't have the power. The power is in the message and the good that the business will bring. That's it's, in make, it's in making sure that people actually send their kids to college. They actually retire. Their businesses flourish. Their businesses are growing. It's like my dad doesn't have that power anymore. Mm. So even if your dad said he was proud of you, would that change anything? Would you still think of this? I think if he said he would be proud of me, it would still carry a lot of weight, but it wouldn't be some sort of validation. And I think that's the biggest thing that, I, like me saying it, just hit me. Like I wouldn't need validation from my dad. Mm. Tell me more about more about that. Yeah. So I think that has a lot to do with my self confidence, is knowing that I've got everything that I need inside of me to do exactly what I need to do. And I don't need to hear it from other people that, hey, you're amazing. Hey, you could do this. I completely believe in you. I think if I begin to do that for myself and create that source of energy, like a fire needs something to like ignite, right? It needs fuel. So I can't rely on other people. I can't rely on my father. I can't rely on other people to tell me all these things and fuel me up. It has to be me. The motivation needs to come from me. Yeah, I was no. like, I was like, yes, she's so got that. I already feel that fire, that fire that I was imagining when you were explaining the version of you that was already successful. I felt that you embodied that, that woman. I really did. Even your tone shifted. Do you notice that? 
absolutely. You sounded like somebody I would stand behind in battle, like straight up. If you're like, we got, we got, we're going to get some C's candy and we're going to get it right now. Cause I want some <laughs> chocolate. I would join you. I would say, you know what? I will follow this woman anywhere right now. <laughs> that, that validation goes so far. And the crazy thing is when, when people tell us things, they're just telling us things. They don't have any meaning until we take them a certain way, but he's your dad. So of course he, he's, you're going to take it. Like this word is the word, but you literally just straight up told him in a sense, in your mind, you told him that you don't need his word to be your word anymore. You made your word more valuable. And that leads me to the most important part about imposter syndrome is it makes you think about comparing yourself to someone else or some other action or some result. And that's what success is all about in a quote. Like I would just think success is always different. I hear people say, oh, success is having a lot of money or success is having 10 kids, you know, or and five dogs, you know, but everyone's definition of success is so different and it's so difficult to be someone else's version of that. Like your version of success, you could be the most successful you've ever felt and you may still never be your dad's version of success. So you said it absolutely right when you were saying validation is what it comes down to, just letting go of the validation. So I have another thing to ask you. What if you replace the word success with valuable? Valuable. What, is it op what, is, what opens up for you there? What do you feel about that instead of saying, I want to be successful. What about saying, I want to be valuable. I want to, I want to show and give my value. I think with success, I think of what the media portrays. I think of money, big cars, mansions, but what's valuable, it's something that in the banking industry, I, every single day, had to provide a value statement. That was what I did every single day when I'd meet a client. Like, hi, welcome to this bank, and my name is Christiane. I'll be your personal banker. And I want to get to know you so that way I can help you save money, earn more money, and build a better relationship between you and this bank. And so the fact that we're talking about valuable, it's mutual, I think. It's mutual. We're working together to create a result where each person grows. Mm. Versus success, I think, is more one-sided. It's me. I don't really care about you. It's all me. The valuable is I bring the value, but I also work with you. So success is something that, I mean, in a... In a, in a sounds harsher, but it's like a, more of a selfish thing in, in our heads. It's a version of ourselves. It's an image. It's an ego. It's, it's this ego. It's a thought of, I want to be this image in my head, but we don't necessarily know what it takes to be that. We just see it and say, well, why am I not that? And you compare and you think, 
I only feel unsuccessful. And even when you hit that image, the, it's like the curse is you don't reach it because it keeps upgrading. And it's, it's like you never can catch it. Mm-hmm. It's like one of those, if you've ever seen those cartoons with, you know, like the toilet plunger with a string and a Twinkie attached to his side, like you're always constantly chasing it, but you can never actually catch the damn thing. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's a good example because I naturally am very ambitious. And I think my mom said the thing about ambitious people is they're never happy. There's always mm. more. There's always a next level. And that, that came up for me when you're talking about that right now. That's really powerful. You know what? I, I relate in a lot, in a lot of ways. I think really the way I take that is there's nothing wrong with ambition, but more the fact why are you ambitious? Like, what, what's your why there? Mm-hmm. If you're ambitious for success, it's, it's just constant stress. I'm not trying to sound like Dr. Seuss here. <laughs> but being ambitious about giving and about being valuable, that is a totally different story. And that, that personally is what drives me. That's what made me want to do this podcast is... I want, I am so ambitious and driven for, to just give my value and be a voice, help people voice themselves and to make something, this, the whole business industry more authentic where people can embrace their connection, embrace that. And you being about value, what would that look like in a picture? I mean, we explained success in a picture, but what would value look like in a picture? Success would be I'm doing it because I'm not doing it for myself. I'm doing it. It's expected of me. And I'm closing businesses, but I'm only thinking about what's going in my pocket. Very little about the other person. So it's very narcissistic, manipulative, not doing things ethically versus being valuable. You can't cut corners when you're being valuable right? Mm. A valuable business is human. It's being humane, having good <laughs> morals, good values, it's crazy. right? It's crazy. Cause you, you could be, you could be a successful business, but that doesn't mean you're a valuable business. Yeah. There's a lot of successful music artists, but that doesn't mean that they're actually providing value, you know, like in their lyrics. Right. But I feel it does like the uh, when it works the other way around, you can't not be successful. Like you may not have money or whatever at the time, but being valuable, you're always successful. That's the crazy thing about it. It's like the more you chase what you want, the less you become it. But the more you chase what you need to be, the more you attract what you want. So by being valuable and giving with this business and who I am, the, the, the results of the success will just be an afterthought. The results of success will just be what they are. They'll just be yeah. the result. Like so many people mm. like, to, like to chase a result, but that's the problem is, is the result is just a result. It's just like a test it's like the end of a test it's telling you where you're at it's more of a signification like hey 
just letting you know this is where you're at right now. And that's not something you can just chase or change. Like that's just letting you know. It's like the messenger. Your job is not to chase the messenger. Your job is to take in what the messenger is telling you and saying, okay, I'm going to take this into consideration and I'm going to better my value any way I can. And success will just come from that more and more. And I will keep adapting. If you do that, you have a 100% chance of succeeding because the fact that you're adapting and you're, you're moldable, it's your ability to do those things. If you can do that, there's no reason at all that you would not reach the levels you want to reach with success, especially if you're being a valuable person. And a lot of people, a lot of people will just completely throw value out the window to be this image of success. Have you ever bought anything that you thought was like going to make you feel successful, but at the end of the day or, you know, a few days later, you're like, I kind of forgot about it. doesn't make me feel anything anymore. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I actually got the Apple Watch um, for Christmas for myself. I thought, you know, I have this new job. It's going to help me stay on track with my health goals and make sure I'm counting my steps and be able to stay in contact with you know, my clients, and I thought, you know, this watch was going to help me be more successful, and I found it in my cupboard the other day, and I haven't used it in months. <laughs> You're like, I found it next to the toilet the other day. I forgot I left it there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so why did you, why did you put all this image of success into that watch? Because... It was that. It was an image. I thought this one tool was going to give me that image of, oh, you know, she's high tech and I have access to all this. But it was the being. I wasn't committed to to the very thing that I just said, my health goals or relationship. Like, those things I could do without an Apple Watch. Mm. I could do it writing a letter. I could do it you know, just tracking my calories on a piece of paper and a book. Like, I don't really need an Apple Watch for that. But for some reason, because it was high tech and the branding and I saw myself looking cool and my ego, I thought, this is it. This baby right here is going to help me get become more successful. Well, I'm sure the image in your head did look really cool. They always, the, <laughs> doesn't it look amazingly badass? Like, you just feel like, damn, that version of me should be on a poster. Oh, man, that is so cool looking. Like, and you just want to be it yeah. so bad. Yeah. You know, do you know where I learned to get out of this? Where? A few years ago. Um, no, you know what? I'm going to say the first time it happened. Because it's happened twice. It was about 10 years ago. My, there was a, a big fire about a mile away from my house and it was on the news and I was freaking out like, okay, I hope this doesn't come over here because that would be terrifying. And literally like a few minutes later, they said on the news that they're going to evacuate my neighborhood. All of the thoughts just washed through my head like, um... Am I about to lose everything? Like, there, there's, this is really terrifying. Like, what do I do? Where do I go? What do I take? Like, I have a whole room full of stuff and stuff in the garage. Like, and they, and they said, okay, we're going to be coming to your house and knocking on the door. And you have one minute 
to get everything that you need. And I, I mean, could you do that? Could you take, like, just think of everything you need to take out of your house in one minute? That's insane. And you know what's interesting is it took, it was a struggle. It was figuring out what I needed was really interesting because when you put yourself in that mode where you're like, I, I'm giving myself no other option but to give myself only what I need. And that could be what makes, what brings you joy. You know, it could be memorials, like th- it could be things about like, you know, it could be a photo album or something, but what you need, the most, most, most important things in your life. And this is what's great about minimalism for a lot of people that do that. I learned in that 60 seconds that changed my life, I learned exactly what I needed was I took my camera to make money. I took the, my piggy bank to help my family out. Whenever, if our house burned down, we would need money. I knew that. My computer, my black belt, because that was the most personal thing to me. And after that was about it. Everything else I got was for my, my family. I just ran and got their things. I got the dog food. I got... Um, some of my mom's jewelry for her, helped her out. I, I just, it was crazy. All I needed were just survival tools and like one thing that meant a lot to me. And the second time this happened, about a few years back from now, it was so funny because I literally had no problem at all. I was like, damn it again, are you serious? All right, I got 60 seconds, let's do this. And I, I spent the majority of my time helping get everything from my family. And I took the same things I took before. I already knew what I needed. But I, I, and I got five times as many things <laughs> for, my, for my family, like all the most important things. And I, and, and I called a bunch of uh, hotels and made sure we had a place to sleep. It's crazy. But think about all the things that are distracting you right now from being that version of yourself where you know what to do. And right now you already know what to do. You already know what you need in your life. You know what's important to you. You know your value. You know what's most valuable to you. And you know how to get it. And that's the coolest thing that you said on the first part of this call was you knew how to get it. And it's just a matter of, are you gonna take that leap? Or are you gonna be someone who needs validation to take a leap for yourself? So is there anything that has really shifted for you through the, throughout this conversation? Anything yes. you'd like to add? I think doing the parallel universe exercise really helped because it's one thing to think something, but when you actually say it, I felt inside of me an actual different mindset. I felt different. Mm. And I think that's always the choice, right? The choice is, am I going to look my dad in the eye and be scared and always wanting validation? Or can I just be like, you know what? This is so much bigger than both of us. And I really don't need to hear, I'm proud of you or anything. Because I know that what is going to happen is going to help millions of people. You're literally, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no, that's, that's, 
that's the message that I need to go back to the vision, the mindset on a daily basis. You have a lot of value to give too. And with finance in this time where people, so many, just millions and millions of people are being unemployed, they're going to need you. And if there's one thing that really stood out to me to fight in that moment of those two evacuations, it was the first time I was evacuated, I was fighting for myself. I was thinking, what do I want? What do I need? But the second time I had to evacuate my house, thinking that I was never going to, I was going to be homeless and I was never going to see those things again. All the things I worked for, all the things I thought would make me feel successful, gone in an instant. The thing that changed it for me was realizing that I wanted to fight for my family. I wanted to fight for them so that they had as much as they could get, as much as made you, that made them feel valuable, that brought them value. I thought of things that would make money so that I can support them. If you live life that way, in the way that is of honor, you will never feel anything but successful. And you'll know that you're always bringing value. And that, I don't know, if that doesn't bring fulfillment, I don't know what does. That's the exact word that I saw in my head as you said it. You just defined fulfillment and I felt that. Yes. Mm. And you, like, like I said, you, your tone is already so different than the beginning of the call. You were like, oh, you know, I'm not sure. And now you're like, bitch, get out of my way. I'm going to take care <laughs> of this. Because of the way I feel liberated. <laughs> I've been thinking about this for months. And to actually talk it out and think about it, I, I feel good. I feel determined. I, I got this. And you have an image in your head of exactly who you really are. I feel like the one you had before was who the version of you that wasn't enough wanted to be. But now you have an image in your head of who you always have been and you're just stepping into it and that's it. Well, I love it. I believe in you. Great. I think I think this is a really good idea. And uh, if you have anything to share with anyone else going through this, what, what advice would you give them right now? I would say the more I think about myself, that's when a lot of the stories come up. The not being good enough, you know, the fear of being a fraud, the fear of success, the fear of failure, all of that, right? But as soon as I start focusing out and I think about, okay, why do I want to do this in the first place? How is this going to make an impact? If this helps at least one family put money, put food on the table, because now they know how to invest or, you know, they saved a couple bucks by refinancing their mortgage when they didn't know that they could. Like, I think that is a lot more valuable than the other side. When you said money, I was like, <laughs> I just imagine like some family just putting a stack of money, like a big sack of money on the table, like here. Here we go, guys. <laughs> robbed a bank. <laughs> Thanks to Christiane, I robbed my first bank. <laughs> that no, that's really that's really powerful. Um, and I just think that 
so many people can really learn from that. I think that the fact that you were brave enough to voice how you felt and you were vulnerable is going to help a lot of people on its own because in the end that that that's what brought brought businesses from mom and pop shops into into their fruition and into the glory they have into having all these this trust and these beautiful customers that just come in and they know that they're going to get the service they want and people are going to know that about you because they can sense if you want something just for yourself or if you really care about them and i get a sense that you really care i do i do i really do so time to plug real quick go ahead plug in whatever you want to plug in <laughs> um i actually don't have a plug um this was just a moment as authentic as possible where i wanted to share who i am and and what my mission is on this planet and so i'm going to be creating my financial literacy blog um this week for sure um yes if you have any questions uh you can reach out to me on instagram uh i speak spanish so it's actually in spanish at pequeña pero poderosa and if it's just a talk or have a question i'm here to answer and what was it and tell tell them what you did again so that they, so that it's clear what it exactly it is that you that you're putting together and what you do what i am doing is i'm putting together a blog and also developing my instagram where i go over how to budget how to invest and how to save money um this will look like refinancing your home looking at cds all of the different things that I didn't know about growing up in a low-income community. So I want to be able to deliver that information and answer any questions. Well, I think that's abundance. <laughs> that's really supportive. Seriously, a lot of people. The most frustrating thing is most people don't know where to go or what to do. It's just that that frustrating moment of now they have this image in their head of what a successful version looks of them looks like, but they don't know how to get there. So. Now you know where to go. That's your plug. Give them your Instagram or your Facebook. It's Instagram at Pequeña Pero Poderosa. Okay, how, how do you spell that? I, I'm white. I'm white. I have no idea how you spell that. <laughs> <laughs> it's P-E-Q-U-E-N-A-P-E-R-O. And then Poderosa is P-O-D-E-R-O-S-A. So small but mighty. Small but mighty. How that that that's seriously amazing. T is it tiny but mighty? Yes, Spokania is smaller, tiny. Mhm. Mm I love it. And you're gonna make their you're gonna make their bank accounts big and mighty. Absolutely, that's the plan. <laughs> that's the goal. Well, I do appreciate having you on this amazing podcast call. It was really, I, I learned a lot out of it actually just from hearing you and it was inspiring to me because even I get, I, I mean, I get imposter syndrome for certain things in my life too. And um, this is something that it's not like a mental illness, but it's something that occurs to a lot of people, 70% of the people in the world. Um, so thank you for coming on. I appreciate that. You know, it was an absolute honor. Thank you so much for having me and thank you for this tremendous breakthrough that I just had today and for holding this space. 
for me to be vulnerable. I absolutely trust you, and I want to thank you so much, Nick, for all that you're doing. And I can't believe like how many other people like you're about to touch their lives too. So thank you for for holding it that space. I feel like I just hugged a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Christiane. You're so sweet, and seriously, that you have so much value to give. I know for a fact you're going to help so many families put food and money, sacks of money on the table. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you for being on the show. Everyone, so make sure to support on patreon.com slash it's not just business, it's personal. <laughs> make sure to sub subscribe. Oh, man, subscribe. And you know what? If you know anybody that is suffering from an imposter syndrome, send them this episode. It's really going to help them in their business. Um, and if you have any other issues that you have in your business that might just be taking place in your personal life, go ahead and sign up to be on our podcast so that you can level up your life and your business. Thank you for listening, my friends. Welcome to The Good Life.